Broadcasting from Newfoundland, Canada, you're listening to the I Never Cast for This Podcast. Get ready for controversial opinions and debates, but most importantly, let's talk gaming. Your ears are in the right place. This is I Never Cast for This. Hello, gamers, and welcome to episode 18 of the I Never Cast for This podcast. I am your host, Kelthar. As stated at the top of the show, we are all about debates and controversy, but we are gamers first and foremost. And today we will be discussing a massively controversial topic, uh, which is mental health and video games. And specifically today, we're going to cover addiction and gaming disorder. We're going to figure out if gaming disorder is real or not, or at least debate if it's real or not. Uh, before we get into the big debate, though, uh, once again, my name is Kelthar, the host of the I Never Cast for this podcast. And to the right, we have Erebus returning to the podcast. How's it going? Oh, hey. Uh, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I've uh, been pretty excited to talk. We've we've been pretty excited to talk about this one uh, basically since we started up this podcast. So it's fine. It's uh, it's great to actually finally get to it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And returning to the podcast again, we have Athricus. What's up, man? Thanks, man. Good to be here. <laughs> great to have you. <laughs> And uh, we're at, we're down to only uh, three people today, so uh, yeah. So just because I know Athricus and Erebus have uh, talked about this topic a lot off the podcast, so I know they have a lot to say. So we want to make sure they get as much airtime as possible here. So yeah, it's going to be fun. But as I said, you are listening to the I Never Cast for this podcast, and uh, just to let you all know, all past episodes have been updated with show notes, so you can watch all past episodes and skip right to the topic of the week and skip all the old news and all that kind of stuff, so that's super cool. And the format of the show is every Monday, today is actually Tuesday, but generally it's on Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. And you can always watch the show on YouTube as well. And the audio format is all on major podcast networks. And usually we have a trivia game show at the end, but because we have so much to talk about today, we're actually going to skip the trivia today. So before we get into the big discussion, Erebus, how's your week been going? Since the last podcast, how's your week going? It's been good, man. Working a lot of hours at work, so it's been uh, as much gaming as I would like and... uh but it's been been good. I'm still playing a lot of Brawlhalla, uh, really getting into that and trying to push my ELO up to back to platinum. I keep getting close and keep getting knocked back down. So really enjoying that. And I'm playing uh, uh, No Man's Sky and uh, got my freighter finally set up. I got really lucky with what the freighter that I got. So I showed Athricus that. I'll show you next time you're in VR just to show you how it all works. But it's pretty cool. So I've still been playing, playing those two games. And uh, WoW is slowly creeping in i think back into our lives it's uh wow has had a major update and a level squish and a stat squish and the pre-patch is live and a lot of our friends are playing it uh one of my friends in particular uh who likely will be on the podcast in a few weeks uh cypher he uh he was he had swore off the game for years and he's back and he's saying it's really good so i'm really interested to get back into it and kind of get rolling with our characters again and and see how see what uh, what Blizzard has done, but uh, so I'm I'm probably between yeah Wow Brawlhalla and No Man's Sky will be my three. Nice. I'm rolling it with the next little while. 
yeah, it's the same with me, minus, minus No Man's Sky. I haven't really touched that in a while, but Brawlhalla for me as well, trying to climb the ranks and failing. And yeah, that I wonder, if is, is it an addiction to WoW that we all have, that we just have to keep going back to it after all these years? I would mm. wonder. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, after Chris, what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, just redid like some of my computer, added another uh, one terabyte NVMe drive. Um, just trying to get my digital life, my gaming life in order. Um, I hate having to re-delete shit or delete shit and reinstall it in all time, so I'm just buying more space. Um, trying to set up my my Quest 2. He finally got VR. How's that going? got the VR Quest again. Two. It's fine, just clearing clearing more space. Now, now that I can walk around with any wires, I need more space. Uh, so trying to empty out the basements and uh, trying to get the links set up and everything and trying to figure out wireless and definitely uh, playing some No Man's Sky, playing or starting to play WoW again with, with Erebus and that's about it. Nice. Mm-hmm. I know you were having a lot of trouble setting up the Quest 2 with your Facebook account and all that kind of stuff, which was hilarious. That was great. That was fun times. Still waiting for that YouTube video. It'll go Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you need to. It would get billions yeah. of views for sure. I'm sure it would. Athricus was I, extremely angry. <laughs> yeah. Very unique situation, too. I think yeah. people should hear But that. it's all sorted out now, which is, which is the main thing for sure. That's good. All right. I think we're ready to get into the topic of the week. So as stated at the top of the show, uh, the topic of this week, and, and it may turn into a series depending on how, how much time we need for it, but uh, we're going to be talking about mental health and video games. And specifically, at least today, we're going to go over gaming disorder and addiction. So just a disclaimer at the top of the show, I want to get this out of the way. None of us are mental health professionals. Everything we say today is simply our opinion only, and just all through debate and opinion, that's all, that's all we have. At the end of the day, we are simply having a friendly debate, exchanging opinions, and nothing we say can be considered factual. Uh, The only exception here is Erebus has some experience dealing, well, I shouldn't say some experience, I'd say a fair amount of experience, dealing with mental health in the workplace. And do you mind going over exactly what uh, experience you have there? Yeah, yeah. so in my real life, I work in uh, human resources. Uh, I have for the past uh, 10 years. And uh, for the last five around five, I've been trained as a mental health, uh, they call them mental health first aid professionals. So there's actually a course that you have to recertify and, uh, and do, uh, that's similar to your standard first aid, uh, that you would do, uh, for like your normal first aid stuff. Uh, but it's actually focused on mental health. So it's, it's a really cool initiative because it actually takes mental health seriously enough to say that there needs to be, you know, first aiders in the office that are trained in mental health. So I've done, uh, I've done that course and I've dealt with, um, people over like the last couple of jobs that I've had, um, that, uh, that are dealing with a variety of mental health issues from, uh, from a work perspective. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that they actually have that initiative at your workplace. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So it's good to have, uh, definitely a professional opinion on this stuff as well. Uh, so let's, let's just start with this. So like it's all around the media saying video games cause uh, make people addicted and causes all sorts of negative behaviors that are not desirable and stuff. But even before we get into all that stuff, why do people start playing video games in the first place? What is it that draws people in about video games? So anyone can take it from there. What, what do we think? 
what draws people into video like games. Why play video games in the first place? Besides, oh, to have fun. Yes, to have fun. But what, like, what is it like at the end of a long, like, like Erebus, I know you've said it at the end of a long day, you just want to forget about everything. You're just like, like you have a long, rough day at work. You just want to like unwind with some video games and yeah. escape. For, is that right? So for me, yeah, I, I guess it's two things The it more of that lately. Um, I like to unwind. So like VR specifically in gaming is a lot more of a draw for me that I like to sit down, relax, kind of decompress a little bit of escapism from the stresses of real life. I find like after a long day at work and looking after my kids and when all that kind of quiets down, wife's gone to sleep, um, that video games is a very relaxing way to, to unwind. Uh, so I find that, but at the same time, I have another piece of my brain that is shrinking over time, I guess that I really like, I'm a competitive person, super competitive. And uh, so I really love sports, uh, played sports all growing up. And, uh, you know, I haven't recently, I've kind of stepped away from that with how busy everything else has gotten. But I love competitive video games, love playing Warzone with Atherkiss, love playing uh, Brawlhalla, as I said, Smash Bros, anything that you try to be the best at and can kind of show off your skill and, uh, and, and try to just kind of rise to the ranks and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. So um, I get a rush from that, uh, a high, if you will. So uh, I, I enjoy the adrenaline that comes with that and kind of the competitive aspect. And it's a, it's a way to, it, it's a feeling that, a similar feeling that I get from that when I play sports um, that I can't get when I'm not playing sports. So video games provides that for me that I'm, and made, allows me to maintain that. Awesome. Okay. So Atheris, how about you? What is it that draws you to play video games? Because we're all, obviously we're all gamers here. So what is it that makes you want to play games? Mostly escapism. I, I certainly agree with Erebus that it's, uh, I certainly enjoy competitive things. I, I, I like to fucking win. Um, so I get a little pissed when I don't win. But um, for the most part, it's just to forget about, you know, all the bullshit, regular, regular work stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, that's that's probably what it is. I haven't thought too deeply about it, though. Okay. So I found this uh, uh, this really good resource, healthygamer.gg. He's actually a licensed psychiatrist from Harvard, I think. and uh, But he's a gamer, and he covers all this stuff, gaming addiction and, and all this kind of stuff. And I found a quote on, his, on uh, one of his articles, and it says, excessive video gaming is found to be associated with positive emotions and social relationships while playing. So he starts off by saying, obviously, video games, they're not all bad, right? There, there are good uh, parts to it for sure. However, he says, problematic and excessive video gaming is also associated with maladaptive coping strategies, negative emotions and attitudes, low self-esteem, loneliness, and poor academic performance. So what do you guys think about that? He 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 he, tar, he said excessive gaming is problematic and excessive video gaming. But what is the definition of excessive video gaming? Well, uh, I might. What be is it, what is it to that. you guys? Uh, I can I can throw my hat in there. Um, I would equate that to um, like it's the same as being addicted to anything. The general definition is that it's starting to affect your real life. You you don't care. Usually, addicts tend to be. Uh, then they tend to focus on their addiction and nothing else really matters. So it begins to affect their daily life. So they, instead of hanging out with their wife or their kid, they tend to, you know, just want to play video games. They tend to show physical um, frustration and anger when they're not allowed to do those things. So um, 
if it's getting to the point where you're choosing gaming over more important things, I would say that's excessive. Okay. Okay. So yeah, are you well, saying, yeah, go ahead. So he's saying that excessive gaming is causing, or it, it is a subset of, of this, these, these things that you listed out, the, the isolation and the, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, according to, this is a segment from the DSM five. So it says, um, if they're showing these symptoms for 12 months, not symptoms, characteristics for 12 months. So lacking control over their gaming habits would be one. The second one would be prioritizing gaming over other interests and activities. And the third one would be continuing gaming despite its negative consequences. And for a diagnosis, these behaviors must be so severe that they affect a person's family life, social life, personal life, education, and work. And just so you, like, I, I think you guys know this already, but gaming disorder is actually officially recognized uh, in the DSM-5 as an, a legitimate disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not okay. every psychologist or psychiatrist agree with that that, that it's in there. But is, the is, binge is, wa- is, is binge watching TV recognized in the DSM five? So I'm glad you said that because I I was I have a part on that as well. So uh, I read a CNN article uh, that that goes over how the uh, WHO actually classifies as a gaming disorder as legit. So it's basically saying that one could argue that people aren't necessarily addicted to video games. They're simply using them as a coping mechanism for anxiety or depression. So Mm -hmm. perhaps if the anxiety or depression were to significantly go down, or at least be reduced or controlled, the gaming maybe also would correlate and go down as well. So there was a licensed psychologist named Anthony Bean. He argues that classifying gaming disorder as a legitimate uh, disorder opens a Pandora's box. So he says, "What about those addicted to football or constantly researching things or baking?" That, that was that was my initial yeah. right away when I heard that. I disagreed with. I, I agree if 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 they're applying any hobby as um, causing that. Like if you're addicted to uh, TV, video games, sports, working out anything that you do in, in, as an excessive act or like in excession uh, can cause uh, isolation. I guess the argument for gaming is that if you're in your basement on your computer and you're kind of away from your family and away from everything. But I mean, if you are addicted to going to the gym for hours a day and neglecting your real life duties that you have, or you're um, watching TV or you're addicted to uh, there's like, I mean, there's a, there's a mountain, like you can list off anything. That 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 is a is to me is a issue with the person themselves, and like gaming is just simply a result mm-hmm. uh, or or something that they've chosen to do uh, in in a, or or not even necessarily chosen. They're they're addicted to gaming, but it's not the gaming itself that's the issue. It's that they're addicted. They have an addictive personality, and and gaming or TV or working yeah. out or whatever is is the result or is the, is the, is the actual, is the result of the addiction? I, I would kind of agree with that as well. Atherkis, do you want, have anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, that that's, uh, I, I, I don't want to say, yeah, that's a fact, but I mean, it certainly makes sense. Like there's nothing necessarily addictive about gaming other than that's, you know, it gets the endorphins going, gets the adrenaline pumping and that can be addictive, but so can everything else. There's uh, one study I, I, I found um, by a Canadian psychologist, actually, uh, at uh, Simon Fraser University in British Columbia um, uh, on rats. 
um, and this was in the seventies, early seventies. Um, um, there was a there was a big campaign. This led to a big campaign. It was a studies on on a, putting a rat in a cage and giving it two water bottles, one laced with heroin, I think it was, and one was just regular water. And as soon as the rat tried the heroin, it would become addicted, and that's all it would do, and it end up dying from from just overdosing. Um, and this guy is uh, Bruce K. Alexander. Um, he changed the method. He created what was called a rat, he called a rat park. Uh, and he made it essentially like a, a rat heaven. He, he just put a ton of rats together, give them all the food they want. They could just do whatever they want all day. They could bang it out all day. They could just laze around, do whatever they want. And they had a community. But they also he also gave them all the choice of the water or the heroin water. And he found that none of them got addicted. They all tried it and none of them continued on. They just stuck with the regular water because they were generally happy. And that, if nothing, that proves that obviously if you put someone in a, in a cage and give them nothing to do, they're going to become addicted to whatever they can. If you give them a social life and, and happiness, or some sort of happiness, they're, they're not necessarily going to become addicted, which to me at least proves that drugs and, and gaming and sex and gambling and all that stuff, not necessarily addictive things, just you are not a very happy person. Perhaps you have issue, other issues you need to work out. That's really interesting. I never heard that particular study before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard one with rats before. It was like rats in a cage. And like, if you give like a pleasure center or like just something to survive on food, it's like the rat would just keep pushing the pleasure center over and over and over and it would yeah. die of starvation. I think it's something yeah. very similar to that. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, that that's really interesting. And that, and that's interesting that you say if someone's life is already going really well, they don't need these other sources of pure pleasure, whether it's gambling or sex or whatever it is to, to act as a crutch in their lives, which is really interesting. Um, there's a guy I found on on YouTube. He's called Downward Thrust. It's an interesting, <laughs> name. <laughs> interesting name. But um, you, sure he's a, a, you sure you found that on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> but he's um, he he basically says that gaming addiction severely negatively impacted his life. So he's 33 years old at, at the time of the video, anyway, and he has spent a, pretty much every moment of every day just playing video games. And now he's just a YouTuber who makes videos about games but he says gaming addiction severely negatively impacted his life he said he lost all every girlfriend he ever had to video games he has no meaningful relationships currently in his life says all he does is make youtube videos about video games he wishes he could go to the park and just make friends says he doesn't know how to properly socialize anymore he would just play wow and league of legends all day but i would argue like if video games weren't available to him wouldn't he just have an addiction to something else? And we kind of touched on that earlier, right? Like, wouldn't he have probably, he would probably just be addicted to gambling, lottery tickets, Netflix, binging, working out, eating, whatever it is. So yeah. I, I think we kind of touched on that before, right? Like, would that not just you be could certainly replace, thing? You could certainly replace the word gaming with anything. And that makes sense. Like if you replaced yeah. what he said with, you know, porn, it could be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that's, I don't think it's necessarily addictive gaming. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, that's kind of the way I see it too. But the way he was saying his video is basically saying like, watch out for becoming addicted to games. Like games aren't 
like everything. He's like, he regrets so much in his life because of video games and he blames it all hundred percent on, on video games and video games are obviously a factor, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it's that, that's the hard thing to say, right? Like, is it legitimately a full the only thing disorder I, or not? The only thing I agree with is that you can be addicted to other hobbies that aren't as detrimental to you. So I agree that, um, through being addicted to video games or playing a lot of video games that your social skills, if you play video games through your whole childhood and uh, into your teens and your twenties and you miss out on, and you're not, you know, doing social things, there is a risk of obviously you won't socially develop as well um, and be, and, and find that later on in life. And, and there can be regrets that you missed out on a whole bunch of stuff. But again, I don't think that's that, that it, that does happen if you game a lot, but it's not, it's not the game being addictive to me. It's, it's the person's personality of not being able to balance um, or they have an addictive personality. So they've just, they, they just, they're out like, again, they're out, they, they're getting it through gaming, but they could yeah. make like that to me, that person would get it through something else if it wasn't gaming. So it's not, yeah. it's not the same to me as it is a drug as like a crack cocaine or like a, uh, like I don't view them as the same thing. So you're saying they're not, they're not the same thing. I think it's the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. And the reason they aren't is because you can, I can sit here. So I get addictive to video games or addicted to video games. I actually think Atherkiss, I get addicted differently than you to video games because you've, you've told me before um, that, you know, when you play, like you, you, you look like you, you play longer than you want to. Like there's a lot of things that happen. I think if I'm, if I'm able to say that on stream, you've told me that, that, that you've like, you've played longer than you want to. Like you, you find it's hard to step away from them. Those types of things. I know I have other, uh, another friend that like literally can't get away from it. I, uh, uh, also get, stay up too late, but I find I, I, I can step away from games for three or four weeks and I'm, and you actually did the same after because recently you stepped away from games for, I think three or four weeks. Uh, and you were fine uh, to my knowledge. And, uh, the, the difference I view from that and crack cocaine is if I sat down right here now for three or four days and I, you know, did drugs, those types of drugs, those highly addictive drugs, I would not be able to stop that. And that's not, that's not an addictive personality. That's, that's, if someone if someone sat down that didn't have an addictive personality and they just for an experiment did crack cocaine, how how like they they would have a scientifically like a response like a withdrawal withdrawal that is not the same as a gaming withdrawal, and so that like I don't I don't view them at all in the same realm. Uh, so I would disagree one hundred percent. Okay, uh, I think that um, well I think first we need to to define a few things. Um, there is a big difference between addiction and dependency. Um, and I think a lot of people tend to conflate those two things, but um, they're, they're very different. So the, the definition of dependency um, is uh, it's a physical symptom of tolerance and withdrawal. Um, so, you know, my, my body is tolerant of games or alcohol or crack cocaine or whatever um, because I built up a tolerance to it because um, I do it all the time and it makes me feel good. It makes me whatever. Um, but if I don't have that, I'm going to experience the common withdrawal symptoms, nausea and diarrhea and whatnot. Um, so that, that would be a dependency of a physical is more physical 
whereas addiction is classified as a change in behavior caused by biochemical changes in the brain after continued use or abuse of a substance. So it's more dependency is physical and addiction is mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and addiction is more for people who have done something or, or, or used math or, or video games or alcohol um, for so long that it's just now it's completely rewired their brain to the point where if they don't have it, they can get off it for a while and, and be fine. But because they are chemically or biochemically changed, they have a very difficult time staying off it for long periods of time. Um, so you, you say, you know, you, you can go off it for a month or, or whatever and be fine, but you, you always come back to it. Um, and that might be just, hey, you know, I want to start playing video games again. But it also might be, you know, I don't find happiness in, in other things or at least not enough happiness in other things that I do in video games because my brain has been changed over the course of 20 years of playing video games. Mm-hmm. And now that's really the only thing I can do. I, I can do that makes me happier. Yeah, I can get off it for a while. But um, another main difference is, you know, how easy it is to fix those issues. Re- refer back to a, like a, a, a baseline and normal. Um, so dependency in, in general and drugs specifically takes about a week or two for your body to stop, like just rejecting the situation and to, to calm down and um, and go back to a normal. Um, but addiction is significantly harder to change and most of the time you can't you're you're never not addicted anymore it's just you learn to to deal with your addiction and and channel it elsewhere or similar to an alcoholic isn't it similar to an alcoholic you're always an alcoholic like you can be 600 days clean but you know you're going to go off the rail like as soon as as soon as you're triggered which is very easy in an addictive person for to come up across a smell or a uh, uh, you know, just driving down the street and seeing a, a sign for scotch or something, um, that trigger will activate a, an actual response. And, you know, like a dog seeing a, a bone, you know, it's going to start to salivate. Um, and I, I, I think they're very similar. Uh, I have So that would be more addiction than dependency. Yeah, I, I feel like you might be more... Uh, like uh, like uh, like what you said with me, like I can get off it for a week, all right, and be fine. But that's that's me getting off of my my dependency. I'll focus on something else for a while, but eventually, you know, I'll start talking. You guys are seeing see a, a preview for a new expansion and well, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna feel great. I I can't, I can't wait to start playing video games again. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, another thing I just wanted to say is uh, the UN Office of Drug Control, which is like the big the big drug control company, I don't want to say company, but organization, um, they've admitted that uh, 90% of all drugs, uh, all banned drug use is what they call non-problematic drugs, which they classify as um, if people do it, they don't necessarily become addicted and it doesn't necessarily uh, adversely affect their health. And these are studies that they based in uh, places like Portugal who have completely uh, legalized all drugs um, and there are extremely few instances of drug abuse. Most people are completely allowed to do drugs, and a lot of them do. And there's very, very few, about 10% of the people actually have chemical addictions to it. So it's not that chemical addictions are real. It's just they're extremely rare. That That's mainly why I think that mostly it's 
addiction to drugs specifically is, uh, you know, it, it's very similar to games. It's You're getting an endorphin rush. Right. It's more mental. You've had a tough time. You've had a tough life. Yeah, they're it, they're saying it, it's basically they're dependent on the things because there's something they don't want to face in their lives. So it could be like they don't want to face pain, so they'll use their addiction to to avoid it, or they don't want to think about the next step in their life, or they're all just these things are an escape to think about potentially painful things. Yeah, right? yeah, and a lot of people think that if you grab a hundred people off the street and for a month you inject them with heroin, that. 90% of them will be heroin addicts by the end of it. But according to all the studies, that's just not true. Most of them can go back to a normal life and be fine. And, and a small subset will certainly. No, will. I, that part I don't agree with that. That part I've, I like, I'm, like I said, I've, I've studied drug addiction and to say that 90% of people that like your stat of 90%, the drugs thing, it, does that include marijuana? Does that include well, that's, drugs? That's not, that, my, that that's don't not have? my stat. That's you and our office of drug control. The, uh, what that's what I mean by this the, your stat the one that you just presented yeah th- when they're saying ninety percent of uh, banned uh, drugs so it certainly is marijuana on banned drug because that greatly skews that stat immediately mm-hmm. because marijuana is not an addictive drug right but that's one drug out of the hundreds yes but you can't say that you can't jump from marijuana being ninety or if marijuana is included in that on a bunch of other drugs heroin is not the same as marijuana. Crack cocaine is not the same as like, I look at opioids and prescription drugs and different things like that. Like the, the, the drugs carry addiction, different addictions, like the well, different or yeah, dependencies. Some, some or are super call highly addictive. Like a lot of some, some, some things are super highly addictive. Like, I think so like, to say, to say 90% of people, if you put a bunch of people in and not a hundred people in a room and only 10 of them would be addicted to heroin after injecting it for a week, I think is grossly inaccurate. And I think if you research that, that would be that would yeah. prove that. And there's certain like ADHD medications and things like that, like are very addictive and they're very hard to get off. But again, I don't know if that's withdrawal from dependency or or what. No, and I, I I I don't fully agree, disagree with what Athrick is saying because I, I I like I was not I was I was put grouping them into the same category of, of addiction and dependency. So if we're going that route, then I can agree to some some level that obviously there's going to be, there's a scientific factor that and a biochemical factor that, that has to be weighed in here. However, um, gaming still has that effect. Like, like I, I, I'm still willing to concede that gaming does change neural pathways in the brain. I've got articles here as well. If we're pulling out all the articles, uh, the WHO has said, uh, that, um, video games can be as addictive as crack cocaine, but it's for less than 1% of gamers. So there's like a very, very small set of gamers that um, will, will be significantly impacted by gaming in terms of their brain chemistry and all that stuff that there is addictive. But the, I would say that if you had the same number of people that played video games, you put them in front of gaming and you put the same number of people and had them do crack cocaine, I think your numbers at the end in terms of addiction and dependency would be vastly different um again i don't view like if you watch shows like intervention and and all these like these studies on drug addiction and talk to people that that like you know mental health not and i'm not talking about myself i'm not that trained but if you just talk to psychologists and psychiatrists and um and people out there about drug addiction like what it does to people and what and how it ruins their lives physically and mentally uh, it, it, it to me is 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 the drug 
like that that like the drug can be directly tied to that yeah. whereas i just think there's an arm's length separation with the with gaming that is attached to a whole bunch of different things that like like we we just said that gaming working out uh tv binge watching those types of things are all uh addictions uh and i guess Athricus, what i'm hearing you say is that they they don't have the dependency is vastly different so like with with crack cocaine obviously you go through a massive withdrawal that's just a scientific fact that that happens to people certainly but the addiction part is not the um is not the uh it is the same from what you're the argument the argument here is especially from un office of drug control is that it's addiction is severe long-term abuse of a substance and and most people aren't sitting there you know constantly shooting up for 20 years and then you know coming out completely fine that that's yeah. that's not the claim um it, it's more so you can have uh you can do recreational drugs uh, whether that be weed or you know if you're gonna do crack cocaine every now and then that's fine if you're a, a an addictive person you have an addictive personality you have a lot of pain in your life you you know you're a victim of some sort of abuse um, childhood abuse or whatever, then you're significantly more likely to grab onto that good feeling that you can't find elsewhere. And you become significantly more likely to become addicted. And that there's not a whole lot of people getting addicted after, you know, five or six times doing it. And that's, that's, that's essentially what the, the study is saying. It's not saying, you know, you know, 90% of people don't, don't, uh, get addicted to drugs they're saying 90 percent of the drugs on the market are non-addictive yeah i 100 percent agree i'm not, i don't disagree with 90 percent of drugs on the market are not addictive i, I don't think mar- like i said i don't think marijuana and drugs like that there's lots of drugs out there that I, I wouldn't classify as addictive what i'm saying is there are drugs out there that like methamphetamine you do that you do drugs like that 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 uh that i think if you have that 100 people in a room thing you're gonna have 90 people, I, I have to look up the stats, but I think you'd have 90 people in the room that are resultantly addicted to it. Um, look at food. Food is the same thing. And obesity, oh, I, I obesity is a big thing too, right? I mean, but that, but that's the, that's the argument there from like food in general is not addictive. There's nothing in food that makes you need more. Fat yeah, I was going to say, but, but that, that's what I was just going to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put food in the same category for me as, as, as drugs. I, I usually, I, I tend to, I, I would agree with yeah, Michael. Sugar is apparently more, more addictive than but sugar gives you a hell of a like a dopamine response. Yeah, like, that's like designed to make you happy as fuck. Yeah, I think this is where we're we're not going to agree on this because because I I again if I'm looking at a show like I, I, I'm using these shows just because I'm thinking of these these addicts that are on these shows. So like the the people that are six or seven hundred pounds that are addicted. The the I can't remember what they're called, that show is called, but they they basically people that go they're they can't walk. They're they're in hospitals and um and they have clearly an addiction to eating food and an addiction to sugar. Again, I don't think, I think that is a problem um, that can be sourced uh, to the person in terms of like a mental health issue. Right. And then that, and then that leads to the, the thing, what I'm arguing and we can, again, we we can respectfully disagree on it is that I don't, I do not, I think if you, if you, I can sit in a room and have a bunch of sugar. I'm not going to get addicted because that's just not, I'm not like that. Like I, I, I can eat sugary foods and I'm not, I'm not going to, like I can, I can, I cut, I do it all the time. I go through a workout phase. I go back and forth video gaming. I go back and forth. 
I don't think if I smoke crack cocaine or do crack cocaine or heroin and you make me do it for two weeks and say, Mark, now cut it cold turkey and don't be addicted to it. I don't view that as the same thing. I view that as like that is going to be that that is a completely different issue. Um, and no matter if I have an addictive personality or not, I am going to get addicted to that substance. So that that's 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 kind of where I'm trying to. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm gathering the is... things aren't I'm not saying the other things aren't addictive. I'm just saying that. I don't view them as the same. Yeah. So yeah, my I, understanding I, is you're I saying that think, I still think there's things in, in gaming. I still think there's pathways in your brain changing when you're gaming. I think there's dopamine hits. I think there's all these things that are happening when you're gaming, but I don't think they're nearly to the level of what hardcore drugs does to you. So I don't sure. think it's the same, the same thing. Yeah. So you're saying gaming is not equivalent to taking like not the same as a drug, but it could have, similar effects just not the extreme of no and i think it's dangerous to make that argument i think it's dangerous to make that argument in 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 that for kids and stuff because i think it's it can be used as a like people are convinced in their heads they're playing video games and it's the same as doing hardcore drugs and they're struggling to quit when it's like the the quitting of video games and the quitting of crack cocaine is not yeah like you, it's it's a it's a I I just I would strategically or from a mental health perspective view them as two different things in terms of how you deal with it. Yeah, um, so as Africa so that, said, it's like they're you're not it's not a physical dependency versus like a mental right. And I, and I and I get I I get I'm 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 thinking as I'm going along here I, I'm getting into a little bit more of the dependency thing which Africus has clarified are like he's 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 separating the two. But yes, like dependency that part of that is the withdrawal piece. But I think that like even just alcoholics right like you look at alcoholics like they can't have a sip of beer uh, yeah. like you know once they're once once you're off of alcohol and you're you, you're a recovering alcoholic and you're going to aa and stuff you you can't have a sip of beer uh or you're or you're uh, you're right back into it um is gaming the same like in terms of if you quit gaming that you go back if you have one you know you get on and play one video game you're right back in there and that is that again is that the person or is that the actual like? Is that is that um, is that a physical response that you cannot control? Like you just can't resist it because of a physical brain chemistry thing. I would say I, no. I would say it's partially the person, uh, but it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about alcohol, like if you spend you know twenty years of your life being addicted to alcohol, you're probably going to need to never have alcohol again to get off of it. Yeah. Whereas someone who's had out al- who's had an al- alcohol problems for a significantly less amount of time or have gone through two, three, four years of, of alcohol addiction, maybe depending on their personality can have a drink or two. And it's very so say for me, I've never met an alcoholic uh, personally. I've never met an alcoholic and I've met quite a few that, ha- that has, is able to casually drink. I I've never met one. I don't know if you guys have, I just, I've never met somebody that has actually yeah. defined as an alcoholic and can casually sip, like just have a beer. Every now uh, and generally it's there it certainly would be rare if that's the case. It depends on who, on on what you're defining as an alcohol addiction or, or addiction in general. Like if you're saying that, it, 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 well, I'm, I'm arguing that addiction you have to be you have seriously abused it for a long period of time to be classified as, as an addict in anything. So obviously, if you're saying you've never met an addict who can have a sip of alcohol, I, I would agree if they've had severe abuse. But would you classify a person that's only had a couple of years of abuse as an addict? No, but 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 if we're using the, if you're saying it's the same thing, I would say that it, I so you, I, I'm assuming you would use the argument that if there was an actual gaming addict 
that was playing games for 20 years and quit games <clears throat> that they could not, if we're establishing the same thing, they, they've, they started at 10 years old, same as the alcoholic. Uh, and then at 30, they just, they, they quit. Um, and then, uh, at 40, you've got a game on the table for the gaming addict and you've got a sip of beer on the table for the alcohol addict. Um, I don't view that as the same thing. I view that I view the gaming addict. There's a way to, um, I would, I would, I would argue there's a way to rehabilitate the gamer to a point where they can healthily game. Um, whereas I don't think you can rehabilitate the alcoholic to healthily drink. See, I would argue that they are almost the same thing. I would agree. Yeah. I think they're all almost, I would say it depends on what kind of game you're addicted to. So if you're addicted to competitive games like league of legends and you're addicted to the toxicity and all that kind of stuff, and that is what you cannot give up. And if you just play one match, you're thrown back into it, you're fully addicted again. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is very similar to being an alcoholic. Whereas if you get thrown into, if you just casually play like Minecraft with buddies and you don't get hooked on it, like then maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's two sets of addiction there. Maybe you're not addicted think, to Minecraft. Yeah. So I, so again, I disagree and that that's fine. I, I, I would argue that with the gaming side, there's a way to help the person uh, with the again, I view gaming as the outside, right? So I've I've tried to establish the argument that gaming is the result of an addictive personality. So I think there's a way to for, ad- address the addictive personality piece for that individual, and then they can get back to gaming in a controlled environment, whether that be switching the type of game they play, like depending on what the issue was, uh, or if it's changing the style of gaming or making it more of a social gaming if they were in isolation. I just think there's it's it's a less black and white thing than alcohol is. Alcohol to me is you are addicted to alcohol, you step away from alcohol, you have a sip of alcohol, and in a lot of cases, alcoholics will admit to you that they will become violently drunk and addicted to alcohol again the second they have a sip of beer, even if it's 20, 20 years later. So I view them as, I just view that you can tackle the issues differently. I, I think there's similarities. I'm not saying there isn't similarities. I think there's, I think... I think it's still if, without any type of rehabilitation or any type of uh, help. I think that a truly addicted gamer, maybe even the people that I mentioned was that in that study was the 0.5% or whatever. Obviously there's a certain group of people that probably should stay mm-hmm. away and they're going to run into an issue no matter what you do. But, and, and I, I think just, uh, in regards to being a gaming disorder from what I've been reading, yes, the prevalence of it is extremely low. So if you take 100 gamers, it's like, like you said, 0.5% or 1% yeah. of, of gamers are act like, and there's a lot of gamers out there that would probably say, oh, I'm addicted to games. I love games. Like we'd probably all say that. But mm-hmm. it, it, to be actually diagnosed as an actual person with gaming disorder, perhaps this person literally cannot play games without feeling addicted to them. Mm hmm. I still say, yeah, it's very dependent on the person. I, I, I just believe that it's, it, it, I know for me, I'm, I'm obviously not as crazy as, you know, an actual super addicted person that will say, fuck my family, fuck everything. I'm going to go play games, mm-hmm. but I'm not far off it. Like I, I, I obviously I'm going to go spend time with my wife and kid, but I certainly given any sort of opportunity would probably just come downstairs and I, I certainly while I'm pl- while I'm with my family and, and playing with my kid or whatever I'm pretty much thinking about video games right uh, but, I but I know but so you're saying you're you're a little bit of a step off of it and like I said 
and maybe and this could be from a lack of experience for me too like i'll i'll fully disclose kind of my limitations of my study or what i've i've seen is that like i have met and worked with and talked to and interacted with alcoholics like hardcore truly alcoholics or drug addicts from either a work perspective or a volunteer perspective so i've seen them like i've 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 seen what like they're like and I haven't met, I've met people that are addicted to video games. I've met people that are extremely addicted to video games, but I haven't met, like if I, if, if somebody has told me or if like, I've just like an alcoholic, um, is typically like, like there's so there's a lot of common themes and a lot of common things that you see in terms of how people are with their families, how their life lives were destroyed by alcohol or how it was destroyed by drugs or how it, how they acted. They got violent, different things happened. Um, there's, 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 there's a variance there, obviously people are affected different ways, but it, 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 there seems to be a common ground where a lot of, a lot of this ends up when people are on drugs or on those types of things, like where, where they go without any type of intervention. Um, whereas gaming is, um, like you still, you, you, you're not there obviously Athricus, because you still find a way to make time for your family. You still find it, find a way to, I think the the, compare between me and you, I'd say. I'd say it seems that you get a bit more addicted to games when we get back into them. Like there, so there, you do get, you, you, I, I, you do get addicted to them for sure. Uh, I get addicted to them as well. I think we all, all three of us do to a degree. Um, I just don't see like, you know, kind of getting addicted to um, alcohol or kind of getting addicted to drugs. Um, I think it is, or it isn't. I think we're trying to compare the extremes and I don't think I'll be, I don't know if I'll be able to, to portray my, my thoughts here very well, but I'll try. Um, we're, we're all gamers and we're all drinkers too, but we have them both under control. If alcohol was inherently addictive, then wouldn't we all be alcoholics? Yeah, but the, I didn't the, say the way I see it is like there's some people who, like you said, there's alcoholics. They have a sip of alcohol. They're, they 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 can't handle it. But there's other people who love to drink. Like they go downtown maybe twice a weekend, right? They they get plaster drunk. They go down. They yeah. have a time. But and some people might say, oh, like every time they drink, they get blackout drunk. But throughout the week, they could have you know a couple beer every night and they don't need to have that blackout drunk feeling every time but maybe they just you know they just they they can get by having just a few drinks a night or yeah so those those are totally fine for the week those those aren't but that's that's my point is that they're not i'm not saying that alcohol in and of itself is addictive I, i i'm not using the same argument for alcohol that i'm using for like crack cocaine or something like that i'm just saying that a true alcoholic or a true drug addict or if somebody has actually gotten to that point i don't view gaming as the same thing like i don't i don't think it can hit the same point with gaming to the to your point and talking about extremes like we if i am talking about extremes so an extreme alcoholic an extreme crack cocaine addict uh an extreme gaming addict i i view the gaming addict as not the same thing i don't i think that they can be rehabilitated to a point where they can still um in some capacity uh, play games or interact with video games. Whereas I don't think, I don't think you can rehabilitate an alcoholic or a drug addict to be able to take drugs Mm -hmm. casually or alcohol casually. I feel like the level of addiction is, is, can be similar. Like you can lose your family, lose your life 
with video games and alcohol, but, but having them both or comparing them both is difficult because gaming is fun and you get into it and you love it. And, you know, you're, once you, you have a couple of hours of that and gets out of your system for, for the day or so. So is drinking, now, drinking can be not really. Yeah, that's true. But you also get shit drunk and all your inhibitions go to hell. But your all your inhibitions can go to hell when you play video games too. You can play video games and have a bunch of fun, have a dopamine hit, get super fun with your friends, and then we all get off, and then you know, yeah. and, then, and then you and, get up and go to work though. And then yeah, you leave, I just so. I just don't know if we know someone, and it's hard to, because we we know what alcoholics look like, right? But gaming disorder is relatively new, right? Like we don't know someone personally, at least I don't think we do, that is one thousand percent addicted to video games like like if i look at the dsm-5 right like i, I shared a few things but there's actually not uh, nine criteria so pre- preoccupation with games the individual literally thinks about video games all the time mm-hmm. two they actually so, have okay, withdrawal hold, hold, symptoms hold on, hold on one sec yes um i, I want to compare that to alcohol so everything we're saying okay let, let's also think about alcohol in the same context and see if it, it is okay the same so thing. alcoholics probably think about alcohol no no, no but that's not like, like i said al- alcohol crept into this conversation you use use cocaine okay let's use cocaine because it's sure. because cocaine i'm arguing is addictive right at the very beginning okay so uh, number yeah. two is withdrawal symptoms when gaming is taking away it could uh, include irritability anxiety or sadness right three mm-hmm. tolerance so the need to spend increasing amounts of time engaged in games. Mm-hmm. Four would be unsuccessful attempts to control or reduce participation in games. So you keep trying to give up games and you can't. You just keep coming back to it. Five mm-hmm. is loss of interest in real-life relationships, previous hobbies, and other entertainment as a result of and with the exception of games. Mm-hmm. Six is continued excessive use of games despite knowledge of psychosocial problems. Seven, has deceived family members, therapists, or others regarding the amount of gaming. So eight, use of games to escape or relieve a negative mood, so f- such as feelings of helplessness, guilt, or anxiety. And the last one as is, has jeopardized or lost a sig- significant relationship, job, or educational or career opportunity because of participation in games. Like, to me, this sounds like a drug in itself. It is a full-on addiction that severely negatively impacts your life I feel, I feel like that's you're just defining addiction exactly yeah that, right? that was just the general definition of addiction yeah, yeah i agree with that so I, I i would also agree with that right but i, I think that this this quote from healthy gamer as well so it, uh just bear with me here so it, it is but i think it has a good point it says a lot of gamers started playing video games to escape something in real life so we talked about that escapism Maybe they were bullied in school, and when they came home, they were bullied on social media. In such a situation, the only escape for the gamer is a video game. That is the only place where they can immerse themselves and escape the emotional pain of real life. An fMRI study looked at the activity of different parts of the brain in gamers. So the amygdala is the part of your brain that governs fear and negative emotions. The studies show that when your amygdala is active, i.e. when you are experiencing pain or fear, and you start playing a video game, then the amygdala calms down. Video games literally allow us to escape negative emotions and suppress them. So rather than fully experience these emotions, the video games are just squashing, uh, squashing them and suppressing them. Negative emotions are one of the strongest teachers for the human brain. If a child touches a hot stove once, they learn to never touch it again. Therefore, since video games suppress our negative emotions, they also make it harder to learn from our mistakes. Thus, people get stuck playing video games, even though they realize that their gaming habit is hurting their progress in life. 
Since they do not understand why they cannot quit, they start to believe that they are lazy and continue to play video games. So, so to sum it up, it's basically saying video games are not necessarily the source of mental health problems or addiction. It is possible to be a healthy gamer and enjoy video games as a recreational activity. However, when people do not know how to deal with their emotions, they tend to use video games to suppress them and end up getting stuck in life. And I would argue social media is also this as well, right? If people become sad or angry, they just take out their phone, go on Facebook and suppress the emotion. So all about the amygdala just being suppressed. Just sounds like people aren't addicted to video games. They're just addicted to not being depressed. That's just yes. Yeah, that's just it, right? So it's literally escapism. It's not the video game. And one could argue it's not the alcohol if we're going that route too. It's just the fact of the feeling that these things give you to help suppress the emotion, suppress the amygdala. Mm -hmm. I love fucking alcohol for sure. If I could have like six beers a day, I certainly would. But I I know that it would certainly destroy my life if if I went too hard into it. Mm-hmm. And I think I could do the same for video games, though. No, no. So I don't agree with that because I view I view that you do play. You can go playing video games 10, 12 hours a day and go nuts with video games like we did throughout our 20s and whatever. And then you step back. Right. Have 10 beers, 12 beers for 10 years for like straight and, and then come and then try to do the same thing. So like that, that's that or or have, like I said, cocaine or have some sort of hard, hardcore addictive drug for 10 years, 15 years, and try to step away. I don't think it's the same uh, It's the same thing. I, I do think that you could argue that the drug, like it's, it, it's still an underlying issue. You could say that, and I'm, trying to, I'm actually trying to play the other side now. I'm trying to argue against myself because you could argue that I'm, I'm addicted to the hit of a video game. I'm, I'm addicted to the high or the dopamine hit of a video game. I'm not addicted to... I'm addicted to what, how a video game makes me feel. I'm not addicted to the game. I'm addicted to how a video game makes me feel like I'm craving that feeling. Whereas yeah. with heroin or cocaine, same thing. You're addicted to not the drug itself. You're addicted to how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just don't view the same again, could be completely wrong. I just don't think it's the same level that you, that you're, you're uh, hitting or like, you could sell your computer, throw out your computer, throw out all your electronics, get rid of it all. And uh, I think you have a, a more of a fighting chance than um, if you got rid of all the beer in the house or got rid of all the cocaine in the house. I think it would, I think it would be a lot more difficult uh, for an individual to do that. There, I think it would be difficult either way. I just think it's not, I think they're just different levels. So I guess I'm still, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm beating around, beating around in circles here a little bit, but I think that's, that's where I kind of draw it is that I just, I think they both there's there's two addictions. I think gaming addiction comes up to here. I think the other addictions come up to like way way up here. And I think that's 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 where I I just view them as different things. Yeah, I, I can certainly agree to disagree. Uh, I would I would argue it's very similar. I, I I wouldn't say you know here here. I I would certainly say drugs maybe a little higher. Um, but I don't know if I could agree with that. It's significantly higher. Um, I, I also think that we sh- should also focus on the. Um, shit, what was it? Um, the dependency versus you know whatever you know once once you kick that dependency, obviously if you're you're trying to get off a of booze for, for you know within the first week you're going to be like rocking back and forth in the corner just thinking about booze and wanting to fucking die. Um, but once you uh, once you can kick the de- the dependency, 
then it's going to be a lot easier to just say, okay, no, uh, I'll figure this out and it won't be asked. But I also think, but I also think that dependency fuels the addiction. So I think that, um, because of that kick that people get because of the, the, the withdrawal issues and the dependency issues that you have, that fuels the addiction. It makes it harder to quit. It makes it harder to get away from because one, you know, you're going to go through it, or maybe you tried, ran into that dependency issue and then went right back to the addiction. So I view them like drugs and alcohol is way more dangerous that way than with gaming. You can, without any dependency, uh, step away. You can figure out a way to manage it. There's just, there's different, there's different approaches. Like, and I guess that just goes into my, and I think in some ways we're saying the same thing. Like I, I, I think we're both saying the addiction I'm, I'm draw I'm, I'm probably you're separating dependency and addiction. Whereas I'm saying the dependency has to be a part of the addiction argument because, because it plays a factor into the addiction. I, th- so, I think addiction, I think it's the opposite. I think addiction can fuel dependency. I think an, an addict, once they kick dependency, an addict that gets triggered because of their biochemistry of being, of being changed, once they get, get that trigger, get that smell or taste of something, that can refuel the dependency and make them want it more and bring them back to that dependent state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just... Yeah, I, I guess, and I guess you'd have to go. You'd have to go down the road of of saying, can, is there people out there that can drink twelve beer a day and then just quit? Is there people that can do crap, cocaine and just quit? And once they're past the dependency issue, they're no longer triggered. Uh, no, and, and I mean the that. That's so if you're saying no, long. so if you're saying no, then again I disagree because I, I there's people out there that play video games for twelve hours a day. And then they like as kids, as teens, as twenties, they play and play and play and play, uh, and then they become adults. And I, I have lots of friends I know that don't touch video games anymore. They have no, uh, they have no, they, they have no draw to it. They don't, they don't care. They grew up. They had families. They had whatever. And for whatever reason, me, you, and Kelthar always come back to it. For me, it's not addiction. It's that I, at least I don't think it is it's because I enjoy playing them. Right. But I, if I have work projects and different things that take me away for extended periods of time, I, I manage that and I'm, I'm, I'm fine, but I just don't view again. I guess I go back to like, if I had from 10 years old, had 12 beer a day all the way up to 30, uh, or I had cocaine for 20 years. And then after that, I'm saying, Oh no, no. Like I'm, I've grown, I'm, I'm out of that now. Like I can, I can, I can walk away from that now. I don't think that's possible. But again, I don't think it's the amount you do something. It's whether the thing you're doing impacts your life in a negative way, taking you away from, like from your family or your job or getting you fired or losing relationships. I, think I don't that- I don't think I don't think there's an underlying thing for drugs, Michael or Kelther. I don't I don't think there is a I, I just again, I, I, I'll do more reading on this if, in case this, I think you said this is becoming a two part series. So I might come back and disagree with myself. But I don't think there's an under, I, I just don't, I don't agree. I don't, I don't think drugs is, I think you can put a, um, I think you can put a healthy, non-addicted person who has no addictions to anything and do a study where they take cocaine for a month and then they go with the, through the withdrawal symptoms and the dependency issues. I think they're going to still have to stay away from it and could still get triggered to come back to it. Whereas I think games are not like that for everybody. I think they are like it for some people, but I don't think it's it's like it for everybody. I think it would be strong, and, and again, it's it's the whole how how long you've been doing it. Like obviously, if you do it a month, it's not like you're going to get off the the dependency and be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm never doing that again. I don't care." 
you'll obviously be like, oh, that, that was a good time. I'd, I'd love to do that again. I guess the question is, can you can you go back to just doing it every now and then as a recreational thing, or will you be unable to do so? And if you touch it again, you'll go immediately into it. But but do you hear? Do, do you, I, I'd like to hear a response from you on that part of the argument that I made because I I don't. That's I think that's where I'm struggling the most. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I and I I I I kind of go back and forth, but I still I'm, I'm stuck on that teenager or that that guy or you know i'm sure we can all think of friends that we play video games growing up to a large degree that don't play video games anymore and aren't triggered to play video games anymore so why why is that like if we're saying video games and drugs are the same thing is that not a stark difference between the two well because because they're not addicted to begin with that's the way i see it just because you're saying 12 hours a day doesn't make you addicted Right, but but again, I, I know. Okay, so that if you're saying that you weren't addicted, even though they were playing twelve hours a day, that's a, okay. But um, it's still it's still. But I'm saying that I are you, you. So you're saying there could be people out there that 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 had beer or cocaine for twelve hours a day, or well, not twelve hours a day. They'd probably be dead if they did that. But if they <laughs> if they if they they you know they did a lot and and then just you know, up and up and quit and went through the dependency issue that we've established. Um, but they're not triggered anymore. They're not. I, th- I think what we're saying is if you're playing 12 hours a day, but exhibiting no other signs of addiction other than I really love these video games and I've got all this time and it's awesome, but you're not neglecting responsibilities or families, then you're not that, addicted. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. If, if your life is not negatively impact other than the fact because if you're playing 12 hours a day, chances are you are neglecting other aspects of your life. Chances are your family's not seeing you as much as they would like to see you. Chances are your job performance is suffering. You're probably staying up too late and like that kind yeah. of stuff, right? But yeah. I don't think just playing 12 hours a day is enough to like, if, what if you're a Twitch streamer and you stream eight hours a day, right? That's your job, right? Like you're still, you're playing eight hours a day. That doesn't necessarily make you addicted. Right. That's the way I see it. But we are clocking in at over an hour. Um, so as we stand now, because we, I think we will continue this topic, and we can go do some more research and, and come back. Just as we stand now quickly, Erebus, do you think gaming disorder is legitimate? I think gaming disorder is legitimate. Yes. But I do not think it is... It, it is not comparable to, I think it's its own sort of, I think it's legitimate, but it's not the same as drug addiction or it's not. I don't think you can compare the two. Okay. And Africus, what do you think? Um, sorry, could you repeat the question? Is, is gaming disorder a legitimate disorder? I don't really, uh, I don't really like the question. Um, I, I think, <laughs> Gaming can be put into the same category as uh, gambling and sex addiction and stuff. I, I don't necessarily believe in gaming addiction. I believe in addiction. Sure. And I think the definition of the gaming disorder just is straight up just defining addiction. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that, too. Perfect. It's so tempting to keep going on this, but I, I think no, I, I want to do more research. And, you know, like, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll break and uh, we'll, we'll come back to it in a future episode for sure. And uh, 
and try to come to it and actually put the topic to rest because that's what we always try to do on this podcast for sure i don't think you'll ever put this topic to rest this, this topic is like a it's a big really one it's a big mm-hmm. one and there's a lot of people on different sides of the fence i was just even googling there i don't know if you were at this like there you can find articles on both sides like there's yeah. like there's some people that really do not think they're the same thing. Like there's psychologists with articles that just say like, it's, it's not even close to the same thing. And then I've read other things that like the WHO, the world health organization saying that, um, you know, there are a small percentage of gamers that are, that are showing physical symptoms that are the exact same as somebody that's on crack. So it's like, there's, 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 it's, there, it, it's, it's obviously a very early adopted type thing. Like people are still studying it and figuring it out, but mm-hmm. Especially children, right? If you take away a game from a kid, like they can lose their crap, right? Like, yeah, you can also take a toy away from a kid and they'll lose their crap. It, it, yeah. Right. So, so there's there's different uh, arguments. Yeah. I think it's gaming is relatively early, right? Like gaming as as we would define as possibly becoming addiction is maybe nineties, nineties. Well, I know gaming is seventies, but no one gets Seven, addicted to fucking no, pong. No, they eh? did. Not, not <laughs> no, they did. It was space invaders or something. You no, know, I, I read that too. I read yeah. there was actually a really big problem with some no, people. I did. I did. Yeah, it was people in high scores. They didn't want to leave the arcade machines. They were staying all day, all night. Like, oh yeah. But still, I mean, I mean, drugs and, and stuff have been around for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Like we're yeah. we're going, you know, thirty, forty years, hundreds or thousands of years. So it's 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 very early in the gaming addiction sphere yes i I agree with that for sure all right i think we'll break there and uh next time we meet we'll do a bit more research we'll come back and we'll continue the topic for sure i think it's i believe it's our first two-parter episode so that's uh that's pretty exciting for sure might have to be three-parter maybe we'll see um before i do all the housekeeping stuff erebus anything you want to say before we go no, I think uh, topics like this are important. I think it's important to reiterate we're not mental health experts, as you said, uh, to um, and that, you know, uh, people should. Uh, there are lots of uh, I'll, I'll say this. There's lots of um, uh, programs out there, uh, hotlines out there, uh, numbers that you can call that are free, depending on what country you're in, to help with mental health issues, whether I think we can all agree that uh, mental health issues are very real, whether we disagree on some of the other issues. We all agree that mental health is a, a huge issue in today's world and it's becoming more of an issue uh, and is becoming more recognized. So there's a lot of resources out there to help with mental health issues. I think it's also important to note um, healthygamer.gg. Um, uh, I didn't know who you were talking about, Kelthar, until I looked it up, but I actually watched him on YouTube quite a bit because he actually interviewed Recful um, oh. for hours on stream it's very interesting to watch and as we all know Recful uh, ended up um committing suicide uh so um i think it's important to uh be recognize recognize you know uh you know that Recful um you know was was getting help and and uh and uh and and uh and obviously had an unfortunate um uh end there in terms of what happened to him uh so if you are struggling out there with video game addiction or mental health issues, you should try to go get the help that you need. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Atherkus, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, just to play off of what Erebus said, um, not just mental health issues, but um, if, 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 especially in kids, you know, abusive situations, abusive homes, there's certainly plenty of hotlines for that as well. And I mean, and that can like long-term physical abuse can certainly lead to severe mental disorders and, and problems in the, in the future so if there's a problem and there's people ready to help you out you just got to look for it yeah i think you guys 
nailed it on the head there. You guys said some awesome things there for sure. Help is out there if you need it for sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, just for some simple housekeeping, you can follow us on Twitter at I Never Cast for this. And you can follow me at Kelthar. If you have any questions for anybody uh, on, the, on the panel at all, you can email us at I Never Cast for this at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We have a Discord channel. You can find us on Discord and Instagram. All the show notes uh, for every episode forward. Uh, has all all our social media and everything there as well and also leave us a review if you like the show and if you don't like the show leave us a review anyway and tell us how we can improve that means you james sampson yeah we got a we had a uh, unconstructive negative comment last week that uh, on a youtube video which which is fine you know at least they're 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 honest but uh, yeah give us constructive feedback let us know how we can improve if we need to improve for sure all right And that's going to do it for us. And thank you so much for listening today. And uh, we will see you all next week.